ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is episode 230 of Beyond Synth, and I am Andy Last. I host this show. Now, today is not a live show, but because of the recent disruptions to my schedule, we haven't done a proper uh, high-five segment with Neon Fox, so I thought uh, I'd have him on today for a uh, a high-five. He's got five awesome tracks for you. I also have a quick catch-up to Towards the end of the show with Betamax, uh, because Betamax has added a new member to the team, and so we get to know the the new member. His name is George. So we'll be talking to Betamax later on in the show. We'll be doing a high five with Neon Fox, and we're going to be doing an artists on artists segment as well today too, because one of Neon Fox's picks was I know should I spoil it. Anyway, he picked an Ultra Boss track, and Ultra Boss recently sent in an artist on artist thing, and so I thought, what perfect timing. We'll, uh, we'll do it all, man. It's going to be great. So look, let's get the show started. Let's listen to some awesome music. Arcade High just put out a new single, and we're going to listen to it now because Arcade High is cool. This track is called Sports Ball by Arcade High.
All right, and that was Arcade High with the track Sports Ball. That's a fun one. I know those guys really like sports. Anyway, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, and I would like to mention that Simon Henley Willis has upgraded his support. And Simon sent me this little message. It says... Hey Andy, would love a Doctor Who sound for my upgrade shout-out, if possible. Love the show. Absolutely killing it. Keep it cheesy. All right, Simon Henley Willis, I will. And I did play you a Doctor Who sound effect, so there you go. Thanks for supporting Beyond Synth. Hey, here's another one. Exterminate! I'd also like to thank the Kings of the Pattersons. You guys know who you are. Robert D. Bishop, Chris Dance, and Mike Shima. The three kings, who are seriously some of the most generous uh, dudes I've ever... Well, I guess we've never met. We should try and meet up sometime. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. And, uh, oh, and while we're talking about the Patreon, I'd like to say that I made a few changes to the Patreon page. So, uh, we streamlined it a little bit. To be honest, Patreon sent me a letter and told me to. <laughs> well, they didn't tell me to. They just said, you know, we've seen that uh, Patreons are more effective if you have less uh, tiers so it doesn't confuse people or whatever. And so I got rid of the the, the $1 tier and I changed the name of all the, uh, the reward tiers, but they're still the same. I just have fancy names now. All right, so the $5 club is now called the Johnny Five Club. The donation of the beast stays the same. That's the triple six. And the $50 club is now called the Knights of Synth. I should point out that this change is completely cosmetic, and it will also not affect uh, any of you people who donate in the lower amounts. It just means there isn't an official tier for it, but uh, it doesn't matter. Are you as bored of this conversation as I am? <laughs> Look, how about we listen to some more music? Okay, now this guy just sent me this track, and this track is going to kick your fucking ass, alright? So I hope that's something that uh, you want to have happen to you. To have your ass kicked by music. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's Jacob Wick with the 4488, and with the 42, the Mighty City Hunter. You guys are pretty cool, so get ready to fucking uh, get your socks knocked off. This is Roborg with the track Neck Minus Ultra.
And that was Neck Minus Ultra by Roborg. That's N-E-C minus Ultra. I don't know what that stuff means, but that song kicks some serious ass. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the 2666 Club. There's Lucas Ceballos. And Hugh Hefner. You guys are awesome. And uh, we'll be talking to Neon Fox in just a bit. I just saw this. I don't know if you guys knew about this. Duck Hunt. Can you remember Duck Hunt for the Nintendo? It turns out that Duck Hunt was actually like a toy you could buy before it became a video game. And they sort of adapted the technology to sort of work on the console. And it's really interesting. So if you guys have an opportunity, go to YouTube and search for Original Duck Hunt, which is a toy from, I think, 1976 or something. And the way it worked is it was a projector that projected with light ducks on your wall. And then you would use like this rifle which essentially used, I think, the same technology as the light gun, where if it sees light down its the trajectory of its barrel and you pull the trigger, then the duck would actually fall down. I, To be honest with you, I don't fully understand how it works, but it seemed kind of advanced or some sort of very clever illusion. But check that out. It, it's actually called Duck Hunt. It's, it's the same property, uh, and it's really interesting because I never knew about that. I don't know if... You know, sometimes you, you find out some trivia and then you think it's, like, really cool and you want to tell people and they're like... Uh, yeah, man, I fucking knew that. You know, like, everyone already knows everything all the time, even though they never fucking talked about it. Like, they never talked about it in their life. You find this cool piece of trivia, and you go tell your friend, like, yeah, I fucking knew that. Like, no, you didn't. I don't know who I'm <laughs> arguing with now, but... <laughs> oh, and the other thing I saw, too. To be honest, I've only ever watched The NeverEnding Story, the first one, but you know how there's those, like, two kind of... Were they direct-to-video sequels, or were they... In theaters. I feel like maybe the second one was in theaters and the third one was direct to video. Anyway, you guys got to see what Falcor looks like in the third one. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Just watch it. I don't know what the storyline is or if he became a crackhead, like over the course of the trilogy, but you have to see <laughs> Neverending Story 3 Falcor because he, <laughs> it's just, he's very thin. He's looking pretty rough, actually. It's funny when there's just these movies that you always knew existed, like these shitty sequels where they didn't get any of the original cast back, and they're lower budget, and they're just these these awful cash grabs. But then when you finally see scenes from them, it's just like, whoa, like this is what this movie is? Jesus, there's a scene in the third one, you can watch it on YouTube, where, where the, you know, the rock monster, I don't really like NeverEnding Story, <laughs> by the way, but uh, you know the rock monster, I guess he has a kid, and then there's a scene in this where the kid is like, riding a tricycle and it's playing born to be wild and i know i think even the rock monster is singing born to be wild while he's driving the bike it's fucking awful like it it is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life so look let's listen to another track and then we'll go uh chat with julian for a high five so look i'll tell you this this popped up in my playlist and uh, it's not a new track, but it is, uh, it's one of my faves, man. I think this track is really cool. It's a Calyx track. It's from the album Calyx, and this is one I always dig, and uh, it popped in my playlist and just reminded me that it's an awesome song, so go check it out. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> just listen, I'm going to play it to you now. Uh, this is Soaring. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Clint Dowling, Anthony, Alex Seligson, A Star Apart, and Rest nights this is calyx with soaring 
And that was Soaring by Calyx. And that was brought to you by my awesome patrons. In the $25 Club, there's Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, Pattern Shift, and Honeybeard. And don't forget, uh, this Friday, if you're in Toronto, uh, that's March the 6th, uh, there's a Honeybeard. Well, it's technically user's show, but uh, Honeybeard is supporting along with Melodica and Exile, and I'll be there. So you can say hi to me. So look, let's go chat with Julian with the High Five. Well, it's time for the high five with Neon Fox, a.k.a. Julian, a.k.a. Neon Fox. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing okay. Uh, we haven't uh, done this in a few weeks. My schedule's been yeah. all over the place, but uh, we're doing it now, man, and we're doing it, I was about to say live, but this isn't quite live, <laughs> so... <laughs> it's live right now. So, what's going on? What, what is it has happened in the meantime? Oh, nothing much. I'm uh, looking forward to a uh, concert uh, soon. Actually, several concerts. So, uh, yeah, Toronto in March. We've got several things to see. Right. So, number one is the end of this week, right? The sixth? Yep. The user concert. His influence tour with Honeybeard and Melodica and Exile. And uh, I recommend anyone who's in Toronto should go to that show. I'll be there. I've said this a million times, but it's nice because I can actually just walk there. It's just a few blocks away from where I live. So that's a good thing for me. Lucky you. I've got to like, I don't know. I don't know how many dollars worth of Uber I got to get get out there. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's the thing, because I hate taking public transit. So once Uber came to Toronto, well, I love Uber. Yeah. I just call it Uber. I love it so much, I don't even know what the fuck it's called. <laughs> no, I really enjoy Uber. But I will say this. It's not always cheaper than a taxi. When, when Uber first started, there was no tipping. Yeah. And now that there is tipping, and so I always tip. If you factor that in with the cost of the Uber, it ends up, for me anyways, whenever I go to Tilt or, you know, that area, it ends up pretty much being the same. Because, like, the Uber ride technically is cheaper. It's like, hey, it was only, like, $12 to get here, but then, like, with tip. Although, technically, I also tip the cab driver. So now that I know, maybe I'm wrong here. (laughs) Because, like, okay, never mind. The year of the crazy uh, ice storm, that night, Uber's prices went crazy high. Oh, yeah. So normally an Uber ride that cost me $12 was like at $45 and the Ubers kept canceling. Mm-hmm. So you'd be waiting for the car and then be like, your ride has been canceled. And then it was like $48. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I just walked outside going like, shit, how am I going to get home? And there's just a cab there. And I just got in and drove home and it was cheaper than the Uber. And so sometimes there's situations like in bad weather conditions where like there's just cabs and they're out and they charge the same amount. Like they don't jack their prices up when the weather goes bad, but Uber does. Although I don't know if it's as cynical as that. I think it's just because it's the demand. It's not like there's bad weather. So we're raising the price. It's that since there's bad weather, it's harder to get a car and then the price raises because there's less cars or something. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I just... (laughs) <laughs> I just took up your first segment talking about uh, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so let, let me just finish off. Later on in the month, uh, we've got uh, the Cybertronic Spree is performing at Lee's Palace. And then a week after that, we have Von Kaiser in town. What? Yeah, yeah, they're going to be performing here in Toronto. Oh, fuck, I got to write that down. When's that? On the uh, March 27th, I believe. Oh, okay, I thought, you, I thought you said next week. No, 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 no. Okay, so March 27th, I'm writing this into my Google Calendar. Von Kaiser. 
Okay, well, how about this? While I fucking update my calendar, you play me a song. All right. Well, speaking of on Kaiser, <laughs> uh, they just announced the pre-orders for their album, Ghost of Miami. Yeah, they uh, let me pick their... Uh first single off this uh, album everybody uh, who visits uh, vonkaiser.bandcamp.com if you pre-order now you get this single and you're going to hear it right now so here it is Von Kaiser with Wavelengths
Wade, and that was Von Kaiser with the track Wavelengths uh, from the album Ghosts of Miami, and that comes out soon on it's Star Wars Day, isn't it? Yeah, Star Wars Day, May 4th. And if you if you dig that tune, go check out the Beyond Synth YouTube page because I posted uh, my conversation I had with Von Kaiser from Outland. Ah, yes. So that's up there. There's a little joke in there with the subtitles that I don't think anyone caught because it was very, very subtle. I'm not going to explain the joke, but anyway. Mm. Von Kaiser. Yes, Von Kaiser. Where are they playing? Where are Von Kaiser playing? Cherry Colas. Wait, Cherry Colas? Yeah, Cherry Colas. Wasn't that where we went with that Honeybeard show? Yep, that's where Honeybeard did their album release party. Oh, so let's hope that this time there is no double booking with a bunch of uh, drag queens. That made things interesting. Yeah. All right, and let's also hope that the sound guy shows up. Ah, yeah. No, you know what? The VK guys, Jake and David, they're they're their own sound guys. They know what they're doing. Good. Well, that's uh, that's good news. And that was a cool song, man. Yeah. It's awesome. So what's been going on? So there's a whole bunch of events. So we've just talked about the two in March. Those are just for Toronto. But you've been buying plane tickets like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So after after our user show this week, uh, the weekend after, I'm going to be down in New York City seeing Startadian, Zarina, Primo, uh, Tokyo Rose, and Faith in the Glitch in Brooklyn. May, yeah, March 14th. That's just like a one-night thing? Yeah, one-night thing. Uh, I'm going down on a Friday night and leaving on a Sunday, so I'm there for two nights. Okay. I figured I'd run around Brooklyn and take pictures or something. Sure. I don't really know too much about Brooklyn. Is there like a Brooklyn... Like, is there a thing, like a recognizable building or statue or something? Bridge. The bridge. The bridge. Well, yeah, but that, that's Brooklyn slash Manhattan. Mm, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to meet up with uh, Benny from Neon Arcadia, and Dennis will be there as well. So we'll goof off. Well, that sounds like fun. I, I think it's it's Benny's birthday that the night of that day, March 14th. Well, happy birthday, Benny. There you go. He's always spreading positive cheer on uh, oh, yeah. social media. I'm going to get in on one of those little selfie videos. Yeah, well, it's a good thing what he's doing, because, like, honestly, the internet is a dumb place and full of a lot of (laughs) negativity. And to be fair, like, I stifle a lot of it. A lot of mine, I mean. Like, because I have that tendency, too. Like, there's a lot of things. I mean, obviously, you know, like, I fucking go off on Star Wars a lot on this show. I could be tempted to also be one of those angry nerds on Twitter who gets mad at... (laughs) You know, and talk about it. I just decided there was a point where I just stopped doing that altogether. It was like two or three years ago. I'm just not going to say my opinion anymore about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can hear it on the show, but I I don't see the point in putting more negativity into Twitter than there already is. Like, I, I don't see the, the need. And so it's always nice to see positive Twitter. And in fact, there is a lot of positive Twitter, to be fair. And Benny is one of the people who is doing that, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Ho- hopefully he records one. While we're there, and I, I get to jump around up and down behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about uh, how about we spread some positivity right now and listen to some fucking more music? All right. Okay, well, I've got a track here. It's from the album called Luminescence, and it's by the artist uh, Yuan Ellis. And this is called The Light.
All right, and that was the light by Yuan. Is that how you say that, Yuan? I'm assuming so, but so far I'm like oh for three on the last three times I've tried to pronounce something. Yuan Ellis, Yuan, Yuan, Yuan. I say I'm gonna say Yuan, Yuan. Okay, so Yuan. just for everybody knows, it's spelled E U A N. Yes, Yuan. <laughs> Listen, let me know. Uh, uh, as always, write. A comment and let me know how to pronounce your name. Well, last time we were talking about Popsky. I was I was calling him Popsky. So what is it? It's Popsky. It is okay. Yeah. So yeah. Oh for three. That's okay. I thought it was. I thought it was so good at this. <laughs> well, I've never been good at it. So like that's one thing I'm. <laughs> I can at least be clear on is I've always been really bad at. <laughs> so Ewan, 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 Ewan Ellis. He's from the UK. Okay. All right, British Yuan, you tell me how yes. to say your name, and uh, and then we're going to do it up. Um, I was just looking at this. I know you don't. No one cares, but uh, there's this small team of people who are recreating Goldeneye. Oh, but they're making. They're just focusing on the single player, and they're remaking it like a modern game. It's Goldeneye, like the same similar looking maps and stuff, but they're really trying to almost derive a lot of the elements from the movie. And so there's a guy doing a completely new score. They're not like doing covers of the music. Music from the game, they're actually making it sound like the movie music and making it dynamic. So it's going to have like a dynamic score that changes based on, you know, if you're right, yeah. attacking or when you enter different rooms and stuff. And this got me thinking because they're not doing the multiplayer. And I am aware that there is this thing called GoldenEye Source. And I did download that. And that's uh, a Half Life mod where they've made the GoldenEye maps and stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite play like GoldenEye, but it's only online, right? I downloaded it. But there was no controller support, and I'm just not a mouse and keyboard guy. Like, I'm just not, uh, even though I know people swear by it. It's just, for me, I just prefer controllers, right? And, um... But then it got me thinking, because I started doing some research today, and I think there is a way that if you use Steam, you can use a controller, and then it kind of, like, maps the keyboard functions to the controller. The dream scenario now, and this is fucking ridiculous what I'm about to say, is... To buy a whole bunch of cheap PCs, get Goldeneye running Source on all of them, and then make it a LAN setup, and then have, like, four different monitors for each computer. Oh, my God. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, like, because if they're connected through LAN, then it would be, like, local, but instead of doing, like, a LAN gaming session where it's, like, a long table with a bunch of computer stations, Mm -hmm. I would actually get, like television stands and like mounting gear so like oh i see so everybody's just sitting on the same couch yeah 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 but it's like four tvs like a split screen (laughs) Uh, okay look how much would that actually cost like tvs now are pretty cheap they don't have to be full hd if they're 720 get like four 32 inch fucking rcas from walmart i mean okay so to be fair that that still will be like an 800 900 purchase or used it's a stand that'll the TV stand it'll cost the most. But what if I build, like, what if we just, you get the mounting brackets, like you're going to wall mount, like, so just the metal. Get someone to just, like, chop up some wood? Yeah, like, just get the metal ones with the screws, just so you can <laughs> screw the TV to a wooden board. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm just picturing, I'm picturing an episode of Beyond Synth, where everybody's sitting in front of this thing, and all of a sudden, all four TVs start to teeter. Yeah, <laughs> all on the players onto the couch. <laughs> well, oh, look, boy. I, 
for anyone listening, is that feasible? Like, to be fair, I haven't done the test yet, right? So last time I played GoldenEye Source, I played it for a few minutes and was like, I don't like the controls. I don't like playing with a keyboard and mouse. And it doesn't feel like GoldenEye. Like, it feels like you're playing Counter-Strike, which is fine, but it's a different game. You know, like, it's not the same. Uh, So anyway, that's my plan. All right. All right. Somebody help him out. Make it happen. But our plan here at the show is to listen to uh, to more music. So what else do you got? Well, artist Axel Drive sent me a sneak peek, told me I could premiere this here. So this single comes out on April 2nd, and it's called Slow Jam by Axel Drive. through this thing with a fine-tooth comb. The germ is visible under a microscope, but it's not like any bacilli ever known. In what way? It can't be destroyed by any process we've been able to uncover. And that was Axel Drive with the track Slow Jam. Mm. And that's a little sneak peek track. I think we played an Axel Drive track last week. Look at you, Axel Drive, getting all this play, <laughs> getting all this Beyond Synth play. Ah, oh, he's pretty good, though. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. No, I like uh, I, I love the synths in this track. Yes, I agree. <laughs> crystal, crystal, crystal clear. What are all the concerts, then, that you've been 
that you're going to see this year? Ah, oh, jeez. My New York City, mid-March. And then uh, April, I'm going to Glasgow and London to see Ollie Ride. First with LeBrock and second with Nina. Jeez, then back to London in June for that Retrowave Deluxe to see Jordan F and gang. Yeah, and then Rhode Island end of August because everybody's going to that. I think I might even go to that. Yeah. So we'll see. Them their passports have been sorted out. Again, I don't have a huge budget and I don't feel like going into debt for this stuff like you do. So <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. so if I do go to anything, it will be Neon uh, Retrofest. That'll be the thing that I plan to go to. And like we were talking about before we started recording, I kind of want to go there just to enjoy myself. So I don't know how much work I necessarily want to do. Although, they just announced the, the Wave 2 of artists. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people on there. Like, there would be a great opportunity... It would be a great opportunity to record some interviews, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, I kind of just want to relax. Alright, so what? They just announced Wave 2 for uh, the Rhode Island, and we've got what? L.A. Arson and Kallax, Street Cleaner, Let Them Riot, Velocity 128 with iterations, Marvel 83, and a local band called Favorite. Yeah, that, that's what's making me second-guess this whole, like, not wanting to work thing. I mean, it wouldn't be too hard for me to bring my Zoom recorder down there, rent, you know, one or two little fucking uh, Shure microphones and do some some little things. Yeah. It'd be fun to see Calix again, because I haven't seen him since Outland, and uh, we, had, we had fun hanging out, so that was cool. I think everybody else there I haven't met on Wave 2, anyways. It'd be fun to meet uh, Jesse Bishop in person and fucking steal his street cleaner mask. <laughs> I like masks. One of these days when I turn into some crazy vigilante that... Uh, vigilante, I just said. Vigilante. vigilante. Uh, one of these days when I turn into some crazy vigilante and, uh, and start to uh, <laughs> removing fucking masked synthwave people from the earth. I'm going to collect their masks as a trophy. Uh-huh. Maybe at the end of the day, weld together to form one giant mask that I wear to like take out the final person. <laughs> An odd thing I just said. Uh, how about you uh, play me some more music? Of course. From Canada's own uh, over in Vancouver, we've got Oceanside 85 featuring Octal Drive with this track called While the City Sleeps.
Right, and that was While the City Sleeps by Oceanside 85 featuring Octal Drive. That is how it's worded, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. I know no, sorry, it's Octal. Yeah, Octal Drive. <laughs> Certainly the, the episode I did with Primo has um, been generating some discussion in the scene about the whole sort of featuring thing. Oh, yeah. Now, every time I see a song that says featuring, I'm always going to look at it sideways. Because I know some some people, obviously, were sort of running with the conversation in a different direction. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, just on the episode where uh, Primo was the guest and she discussed the situation with uh, her track DeLorean uh, with Time Cop, where she you know, pretty much did all the work. and But you see, that situation is kind of complicated. And so I still feel like I almost need to make like another statement at some point about it because I do appreciate the importance of everyone uh, being credited, like credit where credit's due kind of thing because I've experienced both scenarios, right? Sometimes a singer can really breathe life into uh, a very simple track. And then for them to just be featured when it's like them that elevated the thing to be great is sort of unfair. At the same time, you know, there are some artists that I know have featured a vocalist where they had to do a lot of work to correct the singing, you know what I mean? Or to make it sound better. And then in that case, it's like, well, shit, in this case, the producer really did everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so I still don't necessarily, I don't look at every featuring now, like with some different sort of point of view, but I just hope, for me, I was always hoping that was the conversation and not so much about the arrangement that Time Cop and, and Primo had because it's just a complicated thing. And when there isn't like official contracts and legal stuff, and maybe I'm just being naive, but I don't really want it to reflect poorly on anybody involved. You know what? Last week uh, on uh, State of Synth, Dennis and I had Arcade High on and we got them talking about their issues with their label and how they got screwed over that's the thing that sucks especially being friends with people who run labels Mm -hmm. is that i don't think there's any label in this scene that gets away unscathed from not having some kind of negative relationship with artists in some way right even the labels you think like oh that that label's like the top one or whatever like no like there's still problems there's always going to be problems with the saturation of uh synthwave artists musicians and stuff i don't even know that does a label even help I mean, besides that, you've got other people maybe promoting your music for you. But apart from that, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think it's worth the 50% or whatever they take, to be honest. You know what? You're probably going to get some replies from folks who are on the labels, artists, and uh, the ones who run it with some knowledge. There must be a reason. Well, the reason is, okay, if you're bad at promotion, like obviously if you join Fixed, for example, as a nice one to bring up, uh, you know, they send out a lot of promotional emails. Yeah. So like my inbox every day, there's like several fucking emails from Fixed. But it's not just that. Like, I mean, you know, if you're an artist and uh, they sign you on, they they entice you with like, here, we'll give you a free DeLorean if you sign on with us. Yeah. (laughs) Just give us, give us your soul. Yeah. I don't think it's that. Free DeLorean. Yeah. I don't think it's that malevolent. I know people like to tease certain (laughs) labels but i think the main thing is just the promotion right because then it's not you personally because i do tend to get tired when like an artist 
promotes themselves to me too often. Like, that can be a little frustrating when I just keep on getting emails from, like, it's fucking, you know, like, Steve with fucking, you know, like, Laser 45 or whatever, and I get, like, an email in my inbox, like, every day, like, don't forget about fucking this new single. I'm like, I know, buddy. Like, I got the album already. Like, I got it. When it comes from a label, it's there's something different. But, I mean, apart from that, is that worth 50%? You know, I, I, just, I just don't think it is. I don't know. Well, l- let me know in the comments, assholes. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, oh, plenty, uh... <laughs> Well, Ultra Boss just dropped a new album. If anybody knows Ultra Boss, it's beautiful Shredwave. Along the lines of LeBrock, right? And, uh, yeah, so this new album, it's called This Is Shredwave, and this is the title track. This is Shredwave by Ultra Boss.
night, and that was Ultra Buzz with the track This Is Shredwave. Oh, man. I can just imagine myself, like, dressed up in, like, a 300 outfit, <laughs> like, you know, with, with an eight-pack, an eight-pack going, yeah, this is Shredwave. I can't even imagine myself with an eight-pack. <laughs> in, in my fantasies right now, it's just somehow to make this fucking belly disappear, and I know it's all diet-related, and it's going to be difficult. You, sh- you should watch Megan McDuffie's pole dancing videos. I think she's got an eight-pack. I should be pole dancing? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, hey. I mean, it is a good workout. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, this is going to lead nicely into this week's Artists on Artists. Um, so I'm going to say probably goodbye to you. Do you have any... Yeah. Uh, parting words that's it no (laughs) everybody have a great week have a great weekend yeah (laughs) hopefully we'll get things back on track here and we'll do um you know i think it's been like two weeks since we've done this isn't it yeah 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 so we'll make sure we fucking uh keep it on schedule but uh, anyway listen uh julian thanks for the picks and you have an awesome week you too andy and i'll see you on uh friday friday yeah user concert everybody else if you're in the toronto area go check it out junction city music hall all right man peace out peace out All right, and that was the High Five with Julian, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 club, there's Kempson, Martin Larby, Gregorio Franco, and Blake Peterson. So look, we just heard that awesome uh, track from Ultraboss, and now here is Ultraboss to talk to you about an artist that he really likes. Hi, this is PJ Diatri from Synthwave Act Ultra Boss, and uh, I'd like to talk to you about Till Wild, my favorite producer of Synthwave. I met Till a couple years ago in Berlin when I played at Tech Noir, and um, I had been working with him and for him. I've been playing a couple of guitar solos before, and when I finally met him, um, we became friends. He's a very nice guy and uh, very generous and everything, and a real talent and an outstanding producer and composer. Uh, he's worked for Nina and Ollie Ride, a couple others, and um, yeah, he has got a tremendous production level, and I feel happy and blessed to be able to work with him on many, many tracks by now. He has mixed and mastered my latest album, This Is Red Wave, uh, and co-wrote some of the tracks with me, so he's really, really, you know, I look up to that guy because he's got a great imagination. Personally, he is a generous and warm person with a big heart, and musically, I've been learning from him quite a bit, and so I look forward to creating and releasing even more collaborations in the future. And um, to you good folks, I highly recommend checking out his mixes and productions, and uh, give everything a spin that has the name Till Wild on it somewhere. Okay, bye Andy, thanks for having me.
All right, and that was Till Wild. And that track was called The Greatest Generation featuring Rhodes. That's R H O A D E S. So, like last week, sometimes when we do the artist on artists, the people tell me the song they want to play after they've already recorded the thing. So, just to be clear, if you're an artist and you want to participate and, and do an artist on artist segment, you're allowed to pick the exact song you want to play and talk about it if you like. That's all fair game, man. Uh, but it's always great to hear uh, from awesome artists. And it was nice to hear Ultra Boss. And if you dig him, uh, you can check out the episode I did with him. Yeah, it was like at the end of last season. Anyway, uh, uh, Ultra Boss is a cool guy, and he makes uh, awesome music with shredding and all that stuff. And uh, and that segment was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. With the 2049, Ashley Keegan. With the 20, Andy's Laugh. And Rachel Buchelman with the 1985. And Murat. With the 1984. And look, if you people out there have any advice for me of setting up some sort of LAN thing, uh, let me know. I don't really plan on doing it anytime soon, and I don't have the budget to be buying four computers, <laughs> like I said in that segment. But I still think it would be a cool idea and fun, because I, I can't say, has anyone ever done that? Set up a bunch of LAN computers, but then stacked the monitors like a split-screen setup? I, I know people complain about, like, screen cheating, but that's like... I never considered that cheating. I always thought that was part of the fun. But I guess maybe I'm some sort of naive idiot. I got this awesome email from <laughs> one of my uh, Beyond Synth supporters, Jersey, who is actually a PayPal. He often uh, sends me tracks uh, sometime to uh, to check out, and I do, with some uh, Beyond Synth stats. And he sent me some pie charts. And I... <laughs> Well, look, I tell you what, uh, how about we listen to a track and I'm going to tell you about these pie charts because uh, there's some really important uh, statistical information there for my Beyond Synth listeners, things that they might be interested in. So look, the other day I just realized I only had actually a select few Celerect LA Dreams albums in my collection along with just the random songs that I have that I've played on some of the episodes where I've had Celerect on as a guest. Now he has a great deal on his fucking band camp where you can buy his like whole discography and it's like 80% off. Now it's still like 80 bucks US or something but the thing is you're getting like 50 albums <laughs> and I will say this man, I know people have uh, teased Celerect over the years just because he produced so much content. You know there was that period of time you know in the early days of the synthwave scene where he was putting out like a new album a month. But I will say this man, he is consistently good. Every album has a few gems. And if you like you go to his band camp and pick it all up, you're getting like even if it was even if okay, let's say you only liked one song on each album. That's still 50 great songs. And some albums are stacked with great songs. And uh, for me, I've always been drawn to the, the, the kind of tracks that sort of stand out on each one. But I will say that that dude is very, very consistently good. He just has a great sound. Well, you'll hear me say this to Betamax later, but I think sometimes there's just some artists I take for granted. And Celerect LA Dreams is definitely one of them. It's like I always just assume there will be a new album, you know next month or the month after and I know that there will be some tracks that'll be great on it so I just said fuck it man like I should have all these and literally like his because <laughs> I usually download mp3s at 320 and uh, his fucking discography is like 5 gigs <laughs> 
And that's if you download the MP3s. If you downloaded Waves, fuck, or Flack, <laughs> good luck. You'll need to buy a fucking extra hard drive. Anyway, look. Uh, this is a song I really enjoyed uh, from Celerect LA Dreams. This popped in the playlist. This is from his album, The Big Door. Uh, this is The Big Door by Celerect LA Dreams. <laughs> Was Celerect LA Dreams with the track The Big Door. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $15 Club, there's Six Mill, Hampus ML, Kenjuru, and Chatterack. And uh, we're back. I was just about to tell you that a listener sent me some Beyond Synth statistics. So here they are. 
Because I think I've mentioned before how there was that one year where it felt like I just had so many Swedish guests on. So I think that's what prompted him to do this. So he says, As soon as I realized that there are Polish artists doing Synthwave, I was intrigued how many have been featured on your show. So I just started gathering that data. I'm sending you the first draft of data analysis I made for the seventh season. I've mainly used information from their social accounts to compile where they are currently based. I've got some artists. I'm not sure what country they reside currently. Some data may change as I manage to track down the unknowns. But for now, it looks like this. Uh, okay, so it says I've had 219 artists... On the show, and I wondered how many were from Sweden, and he says it's 19. In the whole Scandinavian region, I've had, and he's got in brackets, I'm including Finland, 29. Says I've also made some charts and put them on a very basic site, and so I checked out the site. So it says Beyond Synth Season 7 Top 5. So there is 21.9% of the pie chart for artists in the UK. The USA was the biggest chunk with 418 uh, then we have 13% Sweden, 12.3% Canada, and 11% France. And then if we divide up Scandinavia further, of the artists I've had from the Scandinavian region, it was 65.5% Sweden, 17.2% Finland, 10.3% Norway, and 6.9% Denmark. And then there's a pie chart of artists by planet. So 95.4% of the artists are from Earth, and uh, then there was a chunk there, Unknown, and then Tau Seti. See, this was a fun email. <laughs> it's all these fucking pie charts. And then this one is the crazy pie chart of all the countries. You know, I've had artists from lots of places. So look, it's been, uh, Beyond Synth is a very international program, and I'm proud of that. So look, let's listen to uh, another track, and then maybe we'll go chat with Betamax. So here we go. Here's a track from 7DD9. It's called No Mercy, and you're going to dig it.
right, that was No Mercy by 7DD9. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mads, Baron Christensen, Prophet of Jupiter, and we'll never forget the immortal Chris Lane. So look, I'm just looking over my notes here. Do Did I forget anything? Yeah, I actually took notes today. Do you can hear that? <laughs> All right, look. Uh, how about we go chat with Betamax? All right, well, I'm here right now with Betamax. Hello, hello. But today is sort of an interesting day, right? Because uh, there's more than just Nick here today. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, oh, we get a new uh, co-producer. His name is George. Hello. And he is new to the gang. Hi, George. Hello. The gang of two. <laughs> so this is sort of an exciting thing here that's happened. So Betamax has expanded. Is that is that actually what's happening? Yeah, I would say there's a, uh, it's an expansion. Our, you know, two collective minds working together, co-producing, and um, we like it. <laughs> uh, we wrote uh, our recent. We wrote our recent album, Lost in a Dream World. It was a you know collective experience, and. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been nice to have another set of ears on the project. All right, so I will use this opportunity now, because, Nick, you're fucking old news. Totally. All right? I've talked to you a bunch. <laughs> uh, so let's get to know George here. All How right, about that? Good. All right. So tell me about yourself. <laughs> what are your measurements? <laughs> Put him on the spot here. <laughs> on the spot measurements. Uh, huge. We'll just say huge. Yeah, we'll just say huge. Fucking ripped. How did Playboy used to do it? Remember how Playboy used to say the measurements of the Playmates? I haven't seen a Playboy in like 25 years, but I think that's what they did, didn't they? Yeah, they had some kind of weird measurement system, didn't they? It was the must bus plus. Um, (laughs) 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 No fucking idea. But all right, well, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you a little back some backstory. Yeah, Nick and I go way. Yeah, we go way back. Uh, We grew up together. And uh, we went to high school together, Moon High School, class of 04, or no, 05 and 06. <laughs> I don't even remember when the fuck we graduated. Um, <laughs> we, we grew up together. We played music a little bit, but not exclusively. You right. Know. We had mutual friends in music, and um, I just was like, fuck it, you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, I want to make some fucking music. Yeah. So, and uh, That's kind of how it went down. Yeah, it worked out, or at least I think it did so far. So far. We haven't had to kill each other yet, so yeah. that's that's good. Nick, last time you were on was, I think we were previewing tracks from this album. Now, did you mention at the time that you were co-writing it? You must have, right? Maybe I just forgot. No, that may have actually been before George had... When about was that? I don't know. He said nine months ago, so... That was um, right around... Yeah, it's probably right around that time. I mean... Yeah. What are we thinking? What was nine months ago? I can't do math. Was it like April? I just June? started to get involved in, in June. He's a bit of more of a brain than I am when it comes to, uh, the, you know, the technology and stuff. So, Huge nerd. Yeah, he's more of a, he more nerds, he more nerds out, and I need that in this um, equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. To, you know, get a better, get a new, new and better sound, you know, have the most potential that we can, I guess. You're saying nerdiness is one of the things he brings to the equation here, but what does that <laughs> I guess mean? guess that's kind of vague. Do you, do you have any, like, specific <laughs> yeah. examples in your head of, like, oh, yeah. you know, when we're working on a track, George brings the funk, or he oh, brings the... Oh, he's always the... bringing the fucking funk, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> oh, he ain't no jab turkey, let me tell you that. Nice. No, I mean, just, I guess, you know, software, hardware, 
putting the most potential into this new hardware that we bought and we built this new studio he's just kind of sort of helping me learn more more about recording as well and how good it can be versus how good that it was you know you know i I did a pretty pretty primitive style before yeah Um, it was it was very it worked it worked but you know it's 2020 now it's time to move the fuck on i guess you know try new shit out that's my catchphrase time to move the fuck on so (laughs) is part of this decision also about live performance yeah actually george you haven't played with me live yet but you're going to Mm -hmm. which we will announce you know we'll tell you about our tour here in a little bit but um yeah he's um yeah he's gonna be on stage with me it's gonna be a two-piece deal and you know add more presence add a little bit more flair to the show you know i don't know if i mentioned i play the guitar yeah george is a he's a at a roots he's a a guitar, guitar player, player. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's going to be your function in the live version? Oh, that, that'll be a part of it. There are songs that, that we'll be using the guitar, the MIDI guitar, especially. And um, we recently upgraded, uh, we just got Ableton um, with a push two, so it's going to be a part of the live show as opposed to just me being up there, you know, fucking around with synths. It's going to be, I just say, a more hearty uh, experience. There's just going to be more involved, which mm-hmm. is uh, we're both pretty excited about. Yeah, like a stew. Yeah, like a hearty stew. It's like gonna. It's gonna be like way better than like dinty more can shit. It's gonna be like your mom made mm. it or something. You know, it's gonna be real fucking good. Totally. <laughs> chunky, chunky. Do they have chunky in the states? Uh, yeah. We're all about the chunky shit down here, man. We get it very, very, very chunky. Wait, what's that? Campbell's? Uh, no, that's, I think it's, it might be a Campbell's product. Yeah, it's Campbell's. It is Campbell's, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. I used to eat that shit when I was poor. Like, really poor. But it was all right. College. Yeah, college shit. Sometimes there's certain products where they're the same in the States and Canada, but there's weird, like, name changes. And so I always have to make sure, because, like, it might be Chunky Soup up here, but, like, down there it's, like, fucking Chunks Ahoy or something, because there's some, like... Yeah, it's the same. It's the same fucking thing, but like I don't know, like football players sponsor it or something down here because that's you know all they give a fuck about down here is being able to throw and catch a fucking ball. So Nick loves football, by the way. <laughs> well, one of these days he we're gonna turn the tides, and then the whole country all they're gonna care about is fucking dudes playing keyboards. That's right, and that's the point where we want to get to in my dream. What's the big game right now? Like what, as computer as- game. Oh. Is that what you're talking about? No, we're we're talking about like a musical person being cool again. <laughs> oh, I keyboard! I thought yeah, you meant, I think like, I think Andy's hype on. Andy like, was keyboard. talking about. Ah. <laughs> You know, the synth collective being, like, uh, (laughs) more largely recognized. That does bring this thing to mind, because I I had this stupid idea. I'll run it by you, but I want to listen to a song first, and then we'll we'll talk some more with the new permutation of Betamax. (laughs) That's uh, Nick and George, uh, which is all very exciting. I like when uh, when things expand and stuff. That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) Hey, guys, I like when things expand. Yeah, when they become erect. They, uh, yeah. I'm happy that Betamax has finally become erect. I've been waiting for this day. Dude, we haven't even begun to peak. Yeah, we are. When, when, when we peak, everybody in Philadelphia is going to feel it. Yeah. Let me tell you. Um, look, I want to listen to this track. It's called Never Sleep Again, and uh, it's by Betamax.
Alright, and that was Never Sleep Again Featuring Vandal Moon By Betamax And I'm here right now Having a quick catch up With uh, Betamax Which has now expanded into into More members, so now there's Nick And George! <laughs> Exciting George! Right? Hell fucking yeah. Absolutely. Oh, the track, the track. I want to, yeah, if we can talk about the track for a second. That was a collaborative with Vandal Moon. Uh, he is our good friend from Santa Cruz. Really good dude. Last year, we decided to work with him and uh, send him that idea with the, just the basic uh, instrumental. And he sung over it and did a really phenomenal job, we thought. And we liked it so much that we decided to invest in making a music video. And that video was done later uh, last year and released early uh, in January on New Retrowave, our good buddies from New York. So you can check that out. Yes, and if you like The Lost Boys, because it's a... Uh Lost Boy reference videos. No, they definitely ain't found. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely are. (laughs) They have yet to be located. See, this is great. Now that George is there, I can tell him to punch you. So then, anytime you see (laughs) some lame dad joke, you can like strike him, strike his neck. Hey, I'm just full of the fucking dad jokes. (laughs) My life is a fucking dad joke. Well, you are a dad, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I, (laughs) I have an excuse. Um, (laughs) Earlier in the show, I was talking to Julian. And I had this idea, and he laughed at me. So here's my new idea, right? Okay. There's a there's this version of uh, Half Life Two called Goldeneye Source. Okay. Have you heard of that, George? I'm not familiar. I don't think. Familiar with Source. So it's basically it's like Counter Strike and all right. those other games that use the Half Life engine or whatever. Except they've recreated the Goldeneye maps, but it's mostly you play it online, so it doesn't have split screen like this. You know, mm. the old version. Mm. But then I was thinking. Well, if I can get a fucking controller working, then what if I get four computers and then set up LAN and then build, like, a stand for, like, four TVs Ooh. so they're stacked on top of each other so it's mm. it's like a split screen, like oh. a... But you wouldn't, so you, you wouldn't be able to look at each other's screens, though. They should be, like, kind of, like, in a square, probably not, not stacked. part of the game. You know? Maybe part of the game. What do you mean? Screen watching. Screen watching also is a fucking cop out, dude. You don't want to watch screens. What I'm always trying to do is like recreate the couch experience. Mm. Okay. Right? I've yeah. got like the emulated Goldeneye, which you can play using an emulator and you can sort of do some improvements and use a con- like a modern controller and stuff and play in split screen. But like the Half Life, the, the Source games kind of play a bit smoother. Like they're, mm. the, you know, they feel more modern and quick, even though it's like still. 14 years old or something now but yeah so this is my harebrained idea is to make some sort of crazy contraption where there's like four TVs like it's a split screen from back in the day except it's actually like four separate computers yeah, I mean, and I, I guess yeah. a fourth computer that would have to be the the thing that runs the server I'm not I don't really know too much <laughs> about setting up servers I don't know if I want to learn either did you hear about the neon retrofest um, I, I know you'd, I don't think you were at the first one a couple of years ago those guys and gals up in Rhode Island that uh, set up the the retro future like music gaming vendors did you hear anything about that oh of course I did that's all we've been talking about because I uh, I just got my uh, passport. Oh, you did. nice, wow. dude. So I might be going. Dude, we're going to... You better fucking go. <laughs> awesome. You, so, speaking of that, they have rooms dedicated to uh, old games, and they have some land setups, and they do... They have, like, Doom, 
Nice. <laughs> they have um, you can do like a four a four computer Doom lands setup. It's it's really cool, and they have a lot of old vintage machines that you may have not even seen before. I was kind of blown away. It was a lot of a lot of thought that went into that that whole thing. It sounds like you should pitch the uh, the Golden Eye. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, you should talk to uh, Grant, the the guy that that does some of those setups. Man, he might be able to pull that off for you. Actually, I should message him because the setup I do right now it doesn't even require like that powerful of just a computer to run it's it's the emulated version of goldeneye using you know just an emulator you just grab and you can just plug playstation controllers like wired into the computer and then essentially it just sort of runs oh that that's like cheating well it's great though because see the old n64 controllers are ridiculous <laughs> like, that was that was a part of the game in my opinion limited <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was well, like, see, that's, ergonomically me, the worst thing ever made Probably, it's pretty, it's it's pretty bad. But it's that's what makes it great, though. But remember, uh, Nick, last time you were in Toronto, we uh, we did a little face off, and old drunk Nick got defeated. Yeah, you oh. threw a nice ass whipping on me. I wasn't re- I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna talk talk about seeing you in Toronto. What ca- what uh, characters? Uh, it was definitely no odd job, like no odd job. Oh either. God, no! If you're odd job, like we did the right thing. No, but- we did. Yeah, we did the right thing. We did some really cool. <laughs> Classic, a classic setup. We had like you know automatics, or and I think I was Natalia or something, and you were some other Russian fucking guy. I don't remember, but you whooped my ass, fair and square. <laughs> what I love about the synthwave scene in general is that it sort of takes things that are old, but then makes new things. It takes sort of echoes of sounds you've heard from the past, but creates this sort of new music and energy, which is sort of a combination of the future and the past. And so, so for me. That's what I do with Goldeneye, right? Like, I take the game I love, but I use a, a new controller. You know, I use the control style that people are used to playing with now. I like to play it in HD mm. on a big TV instead of some little fucking, like, 23-inch CRT screen or whatever, you know? like. Yeah. And that, to me, is the same as sort of the, the vibe of Synthwave. It's like, you know, you know when they do an HD remaster of a game, and then you play it, and... To your brain, it's like this is what I remembered it looking like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in my head, you know, Street Fighter looked like this really crisp cartoon, and then you play the HD remake of Street Fighter Two, and it's like, yeah, this is what Street Fighter looks like. And then when you go back and play actual Street Fighter, it's like, oh right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is still it, it is still a nice looking sixteen bit game, but like. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just like growing up, man. You remember things differently. Like, I think, like, you know, when you're a kid, you think everything is, like, so huge because you're so small. You go and revisit something when you're an adult, and it's like, wow, this really isn't that crazy. Like, I used to think this was fucking nuts when I was younger, but we were just wee lads, you know? It's like the county fair. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, we used to have this county fair that came to town, and when we were young, it was like, oh, the fair's in town for, like, four days, and now I just, I hate it. And you think, like, as a parent, you might experience that joy like vicariously through the kids but no no like the second we get there even though the kids are all happy to go to the fair i'm just like this fucking sucks <laughs> like it just sucks so you're fucking like can, you can't fucking wait to leave you're just like god damn yeah man it's the worst you just want to hit the fast forward button do we even have a county fair oh yeah yeah we have county we have county fairs here yeah do we live in rural pennsylvania man we, we yeah. have fucking county fairs here you just basically you know you go and you smell horse shit and you eat funnel cake and you, you know <laughs> Think, look forward to leaving and going home. It's basically what you do. That's exactly what it is. Because <laughs> they do have in ours. We've got the one where there's like some pony that walks in a circle that little kids can ride on, and so the presence of that pony just makes the whole place smell like shit. A pony. Let's ride the fucking pony. <laughs>
Yeah, it's fucking lame. <laughs> but I'll tell you what's not lame is the awesome music of Betamax, all right? <laughs> that segue. So let's listen to another track. I want to listen to this one called Vacation by Betamax.
And that was Betamax with the track Vacation. And I'm here right now with Betamax, Nick, and George talking about county fairs and uh, Neon Rhode Island. Yeah, so let's talk a bit about that then, man. You're going to that? Absolutely, I'm playing it. <laughs> if I didn't show up there, they'd be they'd be a little bit upset with me. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we we are playing uh, end of August, and it's a great event. It's really worth checking out if you can make it up there. Rhode Island is a beautiful place. It's very clean, very beautiful. It's just very there's a lot of nature, and it's, it's just a, just a nice vibe up there, you know. Well, that's cool. I mean, I probably will just be in the hotel the whole time. I imagine like there's going to be if I go if if I go. Uh, there's going to be so many people there that I just feel like there will always be someone to talk to for that whole period of time. I wouldn't say it's overwhelming. It's just kind of cool to be like, oh, hey, I know them. I know them. Hey, let's chat. Let's have a beer. And it's all under one roof at a really, it's like a really nice hotel. And uh, they, they do a really good job up there. Um, we're, we're looking forward to it. Well, that's exciting. So you got to, you got any cool plans about your set? Are you guys practicing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're practicing. <laughs> Every day. Uh, uh, no, actually, we haven't even started. We're actually, um, uh, I, I will segue that question into uh, something else. We are going on tour in April. So it's going to be uh, mid-April, like approximately, I think the 15th or 16th, and we're going to be hitting Phoenix, San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver. Some of those dates, uh, the early ones include Parallels, which you're very familiar with. And also, all dates are going to include our friend Mecha Mako. Cool. And um, the last three, Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver, will include FM Attack as well. So we are super stoked to hit the road. I'll only be there for the second leg. Right? <laughs> yeah, George will be there for the <clears throat> second leg. It's more of a more of a work issue, unfortunately, which I know all too well. I actually quit my job uh, in December, so it can be a financial burden. That's all I can really say. That's when you end up eating a lot of chunky soup. <laughs> a little chunky soup, some some Wonder Bread. Some ramen, all the fine delicacies of your of your dollar aisle. The joke I made, I don't even think works because chunky soup is actually more expensive than just getting like the no brand canned soup that you have to add more water to. Like chunky is actually up here. It's like I think it's like two fifty a can now. Canadian, yeah. that's Canadian though, so that's still forty cents American. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, our our dollar is just crushing you guys. I'm sorry, it'll it'll it'll, it'll even itself out. Like they have eventually, it, it, it was for a while. Yeah, yeah it was actually higher. Yeah, it was higher. That's when I worked at the bank because I remember that time. It was like in 2006 or 2007. The Canadian dollar did rise above the American dollar just for a little while, and then it uh, it went back down again. Sorry, guys. You know the way like the people with the stock market and all these idiots like they're so reactionary that the second there's like one little fucking problem it's like oh fuck and i remember that time the canadian dollar got better was better than the u.s dollar for like a day and then there was all this news about how like oh america's gonna pull out all of its film productions from canada because like the only reason why they film everything up here is because the dollar's cheaper and so like the second our dollar got better it wasn't even like a day before like all the news was like fucking hollywood was gonna pull out everything and like everything was gonna change and shit like yeah there was literally like a one cent infraction and it was like we're pulling yeah. out we're fucking done <laughs> America, yeah. fuck Canada, we're done with you guys. So, so did everybody start rolling out and then they turned their car right back around and went back up into Canada whenever they were like, yeah, they're yeah. just like watching, <laughs> they're like watching the, the Quotrons and the stock tickers like, okay, we're good. Do you guys know anything about buying stocks? Not a little, not, a little bit, but not really. What about you? I don't know anything. I just feel like right now would be a good time to buy stocks. To buy them? Well, the stock market just shot up 
hard today. Yeah, you want you wanted to buy like two or three days ago. Now it's like, well, yeah, maybe you should sell. I don't I don't know. It's just legalized gambling is all it is. It's fucking gambling. <laughs> yeah, it well, there's an app you can get, Robinhood, that makes it very easy to lose a lot of money in the stock market. Oh, I can tell you personally. <laughs> We should get that, man. Yeah, get that. Get Robin Hood and lose all your money immediately. (laughs) You can lose an ungodly amount of money because you can start to trade options. So you can lose more than than you invest. It's like that South Park episode where like, yeah, we invested your money in a market mutual account and it's gone. (laughs) I feel like that's just what it is, but on your iPhone, you know. (laughs) Maybe I should just play a stock trading video game. It would be like the same experience and then you end up with more in the end. Just watch Wall Street or Wolf of Wall Street or, you know. (laughs) One of those fucking... You'll get your rocks off just the same. Trust me, it's fine. We're we're gonna... We'll talk for a bit more, but I want to listen to another song. Sure. And then maybe we can wind down here. So how about we listen to this one? Uh, It's a track called Stargazer, and it's by Betamax.
right, and that was Betamax with the track Stargazer. I'm here right now with Betamax, just having a quick catch-up. I think I just said Betamax there. Yeah, it's okay, Betamax. because Haley calls me Beatmask. I actually like that name a lot. Yeah, that's going to be a hardcore rap project. Uh, <laughs> it'll probably be in the next like two or three years. What's you know? the background on that? Uh, well, we're going to wear masks, and there will be beats. Nice. No, I thought the story was like with autocorrect. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you were actually on that, Andy. <laughs> We were doing a, just like a text chat, and Haley was there, and I was there, and she said, hi, beat mask. And I thought that was really funny. And she was like, oh my god, my autocorrect fucked up. <laughs> I was like, that is amazing. And then she just calls me that all the time now, which is cool. <laughs> I, I'll take that. I want everyone to start as many side projects as possible just to confuse the hell out of me. Dude, just read my Twitter. I come up with a, like a fake side project every other three days, so it's you know, it'll keep you entertained enough. See, now I gotta remember George. Yeah. I have to, like, there's another name now. You know how many names I gotta remember over here? Yeah. I'll... How many Georges do you know, though? Yeah. There's not a ton. There's George Gold. What was George Gold? Didn't he do artwork? Or did he make mm, music? That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I can't remember. He had something to do with Italo Disco or something like that. Chrome artwork. Pizza pies. A pizza pie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go! So what else is coming up then, man? Obviously, there's the tour. Are you guys like starting to make some new tunes now that fucking George has installed? We are, yeah. Yeah, we're making new stuff. We did a couple remixes already this year. We did one for the Motion Epic, and I just finished one up for Night Sabers. And I don't know exactly when that one's going to be released, but the Motion Epic one is out now on Spotify. We're going to be doing um, more of an ambient album. Uh, we're pretty excited about Italo Disco. Yeah, um, working on some Italo Disco ideas, and we just kind of like want to respectively do some albums dedicated to each subgenre. You know how like a lot of my albums have like a lot of like oh it's gonna do like an Italo song or a cinematic song or synth pop song or mm. you know whatever I kind of would like to more or less dedicate specific albums to specific sounds we're, uh, we're gonna be busy for your Italo album it should be uh, the two of you wearing like the Super Mario Brothers outfits <laughs> It's not a bad idea, actually. We were just thinking about uh, what's the big thing with like aesthetics for us, and um, yeah, that's not a that's not a bad idea. We just wear like white fucking disco suits and shit. I don't I don't know. But that'd be good too. It'll be something cool. It will be cool. I I hope so. Hopefully it'll be cool. No, it'll be cool, man. You're you are uh, you are a reliable artist. I am. Yeah, I know that's a weird compliment, but it's like I know that uh, because this look on his face right now, <laughs> he's like, I am. Me. There's a handful of like synthwave acts or acts in general, you know, like where I just know that whenever you get around to like making tunes, that they're going to be good. And in a way, it's almost like I just. I don't want to say expect it because I don't want to put you on the spot. But, you know, there's a lot of people who send me bad music, right? And so I just know there's a bunch of artists in the scene that uh, is music I really like. And whenever it comes time for, like, a new album, I just, I know there's going to be some gold on there. Mm. And uh, and that's that's a good thing. So whatever you guys put your mind to, I, uh, I look forward to it. Thanks, man. That's a really nice compliment. And uh, you will not be disappointed. And if you are, then fuck you. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> 
Well, I'll fucking I'll fucking square up with you at Rhode Island, then we'll see what's up. I shall defeat you in Goldeneye again. Yeah, it, no, is I'm, that like I'm the modern day duel. Like, it is well with us, it is for sure. I mean, it's like um, definitely, yeah. Uh, it's not. It's a non-violent thing to uh, mm-hmm. establish who's just better. I guess I don't know. In uh, in Toronto, Andy Andy happened to um, kick my ass at Goldeneye, but I think I had a few more drinks than you did. So <laughs> yeah, you were drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no denying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was, it, was a, it was a party, you know, and it was a kind of a celebration for me to get into Canada because I hadn't uh, been up there in Yeah, and then Andy years. saw you were wasted, and he was like, you want to go play some gold now? He's like, yes, yeah, he's like all right, we'll do this now. <laughs> we'll settle this now, and I'm like, all right, motherfucker, let's do this. I like to create a whole bunch of GoldenEye Me Too situations. <laughs> so as soon as I see people are, like, too drunk, and then I challenge them to GoldenEye, and then the next day they're all like, did I play GoldenEye with Andy last night? Well, hey, man, we'll play some other shit. We'll play some Doom. Play some land Doom. All about Doom. Yeah, me too. I love Doom. Plus, Marco will be there, so he can fucking probably kick my ass again in Mortal Kombat. Cause oh, man. I need to rematch him in that fucking thing. Marco. I miss that guy. I haven't seen him in a while. Well, he'll be there, I think. Oh, dude. He would. Yeah, he's not missing that shit. He was like the life of the party last time, man. He was hilarious. The second I got in the door, he's like, Nikki, come here, baby, you fucking cunt. Let's go for a drink. I'm like, all right, can I load my shit in real quick? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, And then he got like him and some of his friends, and like they all helped us with our gear immediately, like Haley and I, because we went up together. And, and the, you know, like 10 minutes later, we were like sitting at the bar, just shooting the shit and laughing. He's a great dude, man. Definitely miss him. Yeah, no, he's a lot of fun. Well, look, listen, it's time to go, but it was uh, it was fun catching up with you, and uh, people should go check out Betamax and look forward to uh, the upcoming tour dates, which they can find at uh, Betamax.org. <laughs> yeah, check Instagram first, uh, and there's, an, there's a link for everything, and also, um, we still have vinyls available uh, for Lost in a Dream World, so get those while you can. They look really nice. They were made in your home country in uh, British Columbia nice. by um, Starfield Music, which is uh, Sean fm attacks label so um get those while you can they look really awesome cool man and uh yeah so you guys have a lovely day and it was nice uh meeting you george i expect great things from you thank you i'll make sure that he uh <laughs> i'll make sure he exceeds your standards don't worry <laughs> oh, good to catch up with you man all right man you guys uh have a lovely day and uh and keep on fucking making cool music thanks brother thanks man. good talking to you again all right, and that was my chat with Betamax. A nice little quick catch-up there and some fun tunes. So look, uh, that's the end of the show for today. I've got to go and uh, try and work on more of those uh, Outland videos so uh, I can post another one this week, hopefully. So I hope you guys have uh, a lovely few days. Keep on being cool and uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Oh, yeah, and a quick reminder. Sorry. <laughs> Obviously, there's many different ways you can support Beyond Synth. The Patreon, the PayPal, uh, which you can go to beyondsynth.com to find uh, both of those. Or if you are an Amazon Prime member, this is something that I've just learned, and so i got to remind everybody. There's also the Beyond Synth Twitch, where I stream the show. And if you're a member of Amazon Prime, um, you get a free sub every month which is just sitting there. And so if uh, if that's the case and you listen to Beyond Synth, uh, why don't you head over to Twitch and just subscribe to my Twitch channel because uh, that's just free. It doesn't cost you anything to do if you're already a Prime member. 
Something for you guys to know, just in case. Because my understanding is if I get a thousand people to subscribe, I will uh, make like four bucks and uh, buy myself uh, coffee, all right? So look, now everyone can have a lovely day. I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time... time.